0: Amen. Let's uh, begin this morning in Isaiah. Chapter 53, we want to continue with this that we've been looking at trusting in healing redemption. And um, there's so much to look at. And uh, we talk about those three things that we always believe. We always believe what God said about himself. uh, What God said about his word. And then what God said about what he would do. And uh, I remember very distinctly when, um, you know, I've been preaching, teaching faith in some capacity, uh, the word of faith for close to 30 years. And, uh, but I remember when the, these verses, uh, became so real to me and, uh, you know, I, I was working in corporate America all those years ago. And, uh, one day I was, I was just sick and, uh, you know, I don't know how you were brought up, but I was brought up, you know, well, if, I mean, if you're sick, that don't mean you don't go to work. I mean, uh, get out of bed, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And uh, I know that's a, there's a little different idea in today's marketplace, but uh, we're not going to get into that. But in any event, so <laughs> we went ahead and, and went to work, and, and I was there, and, and finally my manager came to me, and, and she said, you know, I appreciate your effort, but it's obvious you don't feel well, so, you know, just go on home. So I went home. And, uh, but I went home and I, I made a determination on the way home. Now I had to ride the bus. I was I was riding the bus to work and riding the bus home, and I made the determination. Now either these verses are true, or they're not. And when I when I went home, I had already made the decision. Okay, I'm not climbing up in bed. I'm e- either this either this works or I'm not going to preach it, because if it, if it doesn't work, then it's just another, it's another denominational message. And uh, I, I went and pulled out these verses, and I read it to the Lord about being healed here. And I said, now, either this is true or it's not. And if it's true, then sitting here in this chair, I can expect to be healed this morning. I mean, that's what I said in my home. I, I can expect to be healed today. Because if it's true, then, then I can expect to receive it. And, uh, you know, it didn't happen all at once. It didn't happen immediately. But by that evening, I was well. But now here's the point that I want to make. And, and, and we're going to get into some of this. But I had to first say, okay, now what do I believe about this? Is This true and There are people who say well, yeah, it's true because it's in the Word of God and the same person will get mad and cuss you out if you make them mad So they just prove they don't believe that something's true just because it's in the Bible When the Bible says let no foul or polluting speech come out of your mouth Right so if 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 they get mad and they violate that then evidently they don't believe it's true just because it's in the bible right it's not true now hear what i'm saying here it's not true to you because it's in the bible it's only true to you if you believe it's true hallelujah and so In Isaiah 53, verse 4, the prophet Isaiah starts off and says, Surely, oh, I love that word. Surely, oh, glory. It it means without doubt. It means absolutely. Surely. In, In other words, the word carries the idea and the significance of there's no way around this. He did this. He absolutely did it. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Now notice the word our. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, our sicknesses. The word griefs is the word sicknesses. And carried our sorrows, our pains. Verse 5, he was wounded for our, notice the word, transgressions. He was bruised for, notice, our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So notice the word our used consistently through these verses. So he's prophesying concerning what Jesus would accomplish on the cross. Everything Jesus did is a finished work. So notice he uses these words our. And then in Matthew 8 Matthew eight sixteen, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that was sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took notice our infirmities, and bear our sicknesses. So again, you notice the word our. Now in 1 Peter 2, <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, who in his own self bear, here it is, our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. All right. Now, notice the word in all those verses, our. The word our. In, in these verses, we find the redemptive grounds for divine healing. Uh, there, have, there has to be redemptive ground for whatever you're believing for. And here we find the redemptive grounds for divine healing. Because you'll hear many people say, they'll say that healing uh, is simply a loving gesture of God's compassion. That Jesus was in the earth healing people because, uh, you know, he's merciful and he's compassionate. Well, that's certainly true. And it's certainly a truth. All right. God's mercy is great. But is healing healing? included in our provision in Christ? That's always the question. Everything that you see, is it included in my provision in Christ? And the the issue is, is if it is, then it's mine. I have a right to it, all right? If, if it is not, then I don't. But I want you to notice something. Jesus bore sickness and disease in the same way that he bore sin. How did he bear sin? He bore it vicariously. All right? He bore it vicariously. The word vicariously simply means in the place of another. All right? It means as a substitute or by substitution. All right? That is the way that Jesus bore sin. He bore it as the substitute. He bore it in your place. He bore it for you. Sickness was born for you. It was born in your place. Your sickness was born in Christ in your place. Him as your substitute. Hallelujah. Now these texts link the grounds... Of provision for both our salvation and our healing. In the, and, and, and it links them to the atoning work at Calvary. So notice Jesus was to suffer for our sin and our sickness. And we've discussed at length the package of redemption, but here's something, if words mean anything, all right, if words mean anything, and if our means all of us, all right, if there was a a table of food up here today and we said this is for our lunch, that would include everyone, is that right? So if He was to suffer for our sins and our sickness, if our means all of us in regards to our sins and our being given a Savior, and it does, then it means all of us in regards to sickness and our having been given a divine healer. That's the divine grounds. Healing is simple. We complicate it. We make it hard. Nobody in here had a hard time getting saved. You just got saved. You just believed it. Is that right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Neither of these. Though are automatically appropriated, they have to be received by faith, and the work of Christ on the cross makes both of them possible. And simple faith receives each of them as we choose. I got to choose. I got to choose to make Jesus Lord. I've got to choose to be healed. I've got to choose. Now, there's a lot that goes into that, because uh, especially in our circles, you know, we know what to say and and what not to say, and, and we really know what not to say in front of everybody. Whether we believe it or not, we know we're not supposed to say certain things, right? I've never had anybody that knew anything about what we believe, and I say we believe, Bible-believing people believe, has ever come up to me and said, I'm so sick, I think I'm dying. Because they know they're not supposed to say that, especially to your pastor. Right? But yet, I've seen more people healed with what some people would call honest unbelief than what others would call a knowledge of the word of faith. Because God can overlook honest unbelief, but He can't overlook head knowledge, mental assent. Hallelujah. So the cross makes both possible. Faith receives them. Let's look here at Hebrews 11. So if it's true, and we have established by three witnesses in the scripture that he bore our sicknesses and our diseases. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now we established this fact from the from the get-go here that healing is something bought at Calvary. All right, healing is something bought at Calvary. It is bought and paid for. So by covenant right, it belongs to me. Now this is important. Because many look at healing as something they have to get. As something that's not theirs. That God's going to give them healing. But healing is mine by covenant right. You know, in reality the way that marriage was set up from the beginning is that when a marriage occurred, there's a reason that that bride became Mrs. whatever, Mrs. Philip Steele, Mrs. Jim Molson, whatever it is. And, and, you know, that's not popular today because, you know, we want our own identity. And so, yeah, I'm married, but I'm going to keep my last name and I'm going to act like I don't, you know, I'm not so... Uh, submitted to anybody and there comes a problem with that because it violates the structure hallelujah you get married everything stops being mine and yours and it becomes ours now that's how it should be you say what's that have to do with this because it's 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 important for you to understand something so when I got married, when we got married, everything became ours. It's, it's not a separate bank account. It's not your money, and you got your bank account, and I got my bank account. And, right, your car, our car, my car, it's our car. I might have one I drive more than yours, right? But you expect me to detail it and keep it full of fuel and uh, keep it looking nice and doggone it. It's our car right hallelujah and there's going to be times i'm going to come with your key fob and i'm just going to say i'm taking the lincoln right because it's ours is that right see that that because there's things that are mine by right of relationship oh hallelujah there's things that are mine By right of covenant. Things that are bought and paid for. The price paid for what we have in our covenant was too great for us to not appropriate it. It's too great. And it was too great for God to seemingly withhold it from us. That's that's where a lot of people miss it when they discuss healing and they want to act like, well, sometimes it's God's will and sometimes it's not. So you're telling me that the Bible says it pleased God to see the suffering that Jesus went through and then he saw the suffering and he said it satisfied his soul. So he saw that great suffering, saw the great price paid, and then you're going to tell me he's picking and choosing who could be the recipient of the victory bought through that great suffering? As Charles Caps would have said, that's ignorance before daylight. <laughs> Amen. You understand? That makes no sense. No, it's bought and paid for by covenant right it belongs to me in order for it to be bought and paid for and in order for it to belong to me it must already exist faith is not the substance of things that do not exist bible doesn't say that but i have people come and they'll quote that way you know the bible says faith is the substance of things that don't exist Mm, no it doesn't it says it's the substance of things that are not seen Now, this is important because not only to be healed, to help people get healed, you got to teach it right. And if you don't teach it right, you can't. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the sweetness of the lips increases learning. You can't approach people like they're dumb and don't know anything and are somehow behind the game because they don't know that it's God's will to heal. You'll never get anybody healed. You'll turn them off. I'll hear people preach faith and what they're saying is good and what they're saying is right. But the way they say it is it just absolutely, it turned me off. I'd turn them off. Hallelujah. Somebody doesn't know, they don't know. You didn't know Jesus when you heard about Jesus. And somebody shared the love of God with you. And the Bible says in Romans, it was the love of God that caused you to repent. Isn't that good news? Amen. So, if I, but I have to approach it this way for, for it to be bought and paid for, for it to belong to me, it has to exist. It has to be there, it has to be a real thing. Because faith doesn't give substance to something that doesn't exist, it gives substance to those things that exist and belong to us. He said, faith is the substance. Well, faith, by definition, is the conviction of the truth of anything or being convinced that something's true. Faith is conviction. So very often when people say, uh, you know, I was convicted by the Holy Ghost of my sins and then I got saved, well, What actually happened was faith came in two areas. That number one, you were a sinner. And number two, that the only answer was Christ. You had to be convinced by the Holy Ghost that you were a sinner. Well, what happened? Faith came that you were a sinner. And when faith came that you were a sinner, you realized your utter hopelessness. And faith came that Christ was the answer. You became convinced of that truth hallelujah being convinced that something's true notice it doesn't say believing something's true being convinced not knowing that something is true knowing that it's true to you look here in Romans 10 This will answer so many questions. Romans 10, 17, a familiar verse. But if you read the entire chapter, he's talking about salvation. And he tells you how salvation comes. Well, we know that salvation from previous verses is not just our salvation from sin. It's our salvation in terms of our redemption. And he says, so then. Well, why would he start off with so then? Well, it's in light of what we've said previously. And notice what he said previously. In uh, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So the Apostle Paul sets this forth off in, out in the very beginning that this is for whoever. Is that right? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord, The name Jesus, which encompasses all the seven compound names of God in the Old Testament, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, might be, can be, no, shall be. There's no greater affirmation of truth in the Bible than shall. Shall be saved. Well, how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? Mm. And how will they preach except they be sent? As it is written, beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now notice he's talking about salvation. And notice how he describes it. The gospel of peace and glad tidings of good things. Good things. Not just a good thing. Good things. Yes, salvation from hell, freedom from sin, but that's a thing. It's not things. It's got to be plural for there to be things. So salvation would include our, remember he carried our sins and our sicknesses and our pains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they have not obeyed. all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says Lord who hath believed our report so then in light of that faith by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. In light of what he just said. He said that, that, that the knowledge of this, the believing, the faith, only comes by the hearing. And notice, the hearer has to believe the report. So then, he said, faith. Being convinced, the conviction that something is true, comes by hearing. Comes by hearing. Comes by hearing. Being convinced comes by hearing. Now we, we, we say in our circles, and it's right, not by having heard. Well, that's true. Now, once you've heard something enough and you get it, you don't have to hear it like you used to have to hear it. But you have to hear it till you get it. And possibly, if you quit hearing it, you'll lose what you got. At least the force behind it. Oh, hallelujah. That's how it comes. By hearing. Now, again, that's elementary to many, but that's the only way faith comes. That's the only way faith comes. I've had people bring people to me and say, well, you know, this person doesn't, doesn't believe in God. I'm so sorry, I can't help you. Well, you need to convince them. How can I convince them? The Bible doesn't even try to convince us that there's a God. It just states the fact. In the beginning, God. That's it. Boy, it got quiet. Paul told Timothy, he said, don't argue with people about these things. He said, it just engenders doubt. I mean, explain this to me. How are you going to prove God? Had no father, had no mother, has no beginning, has no ending. Right? Somebody say, well, well, look around. Well, but they have, a, they have a reason for that. They have the Big Bang. They have the theory of evolution. They have a reason for that. You cannot prove God in a mental intellect. You can't wrap your mind around God. A being that has always been yet was never born. Right? A God that resides in the spirit of all of the people that believe in him, and there are over a billion of us in the world. And he's in all of us at the same time. Before he spoke, there was nothing. And he called out of the faith realm everything we see. Just wrap your mind around that. Don't just read it in the Bible and say, oh yeah, see, it says right here God did it so. But put yourself in the mind of an unbeliever and try to wrap your mind around a God that is so great that he can do these things, yet he wasn't conceived, but he's the author of life. You can't do it unless you do it by faith. And that's the only way that you see the power of the impossible God come into your life is you got to believe it by faith. Hallelujah. I've seen God produce creative miracles. I've seen body parts and organs recreated and put in people's bodies. I don't know how God did it, but I know God did it. But we would have never seen it if we had not believed it. Oh, hallelujah. So how does faith come? By hearing the word. You have to make getting healed your job. No, you got to make it your job. I'm I'm, I'm not talking about reading a few scriptures in the 30 minutes we give God in the morning. I'm talking about you got to make it your job. There's some things you got to turn off. And give more time to certain things. Hallelujah. You ever hear the slogan. Make, make getting a job your job. But how, have, have you ever known somebody. You say well how's the job hunt going. Well I put in one application this week. One. One thought you needed a job. Oh well I do. You know this is the one I want. Well I, I understand. Did, did the Lord tell you that's your job. I mean. I mean, if he did great I- i'm 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 all for that, right? <laughs> but if you want to catch a bunch of fish, you put three or four poles in the water. Amen? So you got to make getting healed your job, knowing God can heal, knowing God wants to heal is not faith faith is being convinced all right this this is mine i am healed hallelujah that's why when someone says uh, i need you pastor please pray for so and so they're sick well it's difficult and and i'll tell you why i don't know what they know I don't know what they believe about healing. See, I have no guarantee that everybody I lay hands on will be healed. I do have a guarantee that if you believe it, you'll be healed. Faith is a two-way street. The faith of the person praying, the faith of the person receiving Hallelujah. It's easier to get someone healed who doesn't know than it is to get somebody healed that believes wrong. Amen. Brother Hagan said, when you believe Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24, like you believe 2 plus 2 equals 4, you'll be healed. See, that, that, that goes across the board in, in everything. It's, it's what you believe about it. Faith is substance. And that word substance is a setting under. It's a substructure. A bridge. Faith is the setting under. Faith is The substructure. Faith is the support. Faith is the bridge that gets you from sickness to health. It's over the the substructure. The bridge of faith. You got to build a bridge. You got to build your faith. Hallelujah. And, And that's where. At times, people miss it. Is is they want they want to receive certain things, and they've not spent any time setting up the structure to get them from there to here. But the time you spend building your faith about a thing shortens the time it takes to receive. Hallelujah. You can catch up. This is important. The Lord in October, October of 2021, he said to us, he said, when you hear certain things going on in the world and you hear about shortages and supply chain issues, he said, here's your response. I don't expect to be affected. That's what he told us to say. Told this church to say, this body. Now, I use that as an example for a reason. That's what I've been saying. If I I don't hear it because I don't listen to the news, and I'm not around a lot of people that talk, unbelief. But if I hear somebody say something about a shortage, I say out loud, I don't expect to be affected. That's my faith speaking. I'm building that bridge. I'm not building a bridge of want. I'm not expecting want. Hallelujah. Yeah, but the price of things. Have you ever fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish? I think that was a deficit. I think Jesus found himself at a deficit. Right? But what did he do? He just stuck with what he knew. That wasn't a Jesus trick. It was him going back to what he knew. Faith is that setting under, that substructure, that bridge. You have to build that bridge. You have to build that substructure. That's why we're talking about uh, uh, having uh, faith, believing in healing, redemption. That's why we look at it and see it's in the package over and over and over again. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. It's ours. It's all of ours. It belongs to us by family right. As the family of God, we have a right to be healed. I've had people come and say, well, God should heal me. He already did. He already paid the price. See, when we say God already did something, we're saying he already paid the price. I got to pick it up. I got to go pick up what's been paid for. That is the key. I had a, uh, well, an acquaintance of ours uh, back when uh, uh, COVID hit. He come under some fire. He was pastor in a church, and he come under some fire... Uh, Because he wouldn't close. And uh, wouldn't close his church. And uh, uh, people were upset about it. And he said, well, you know, if, if Jesus bore all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases, that would include COVID. Right? And he come under some fire for it. People say, "What'd you say? I say?" I'm with him. I agree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Of course, I had my church open for a number of months and didn't see hardly anybody. But the point is, the point that I'm making is that was he wrong in believing that? No, he wasn't, because it's been paid for. There's nothing that comes up in the world of disease and sickness that catches God off guard that he's got to go into heaven's laboratory and figure out a vaccine. That's what we said the other week. That ever what shows up, the name encompasses that. It, 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 it absorbs that. Amen. So it's so important. And, and if you're building your faith in your redemption package to include healing, then whatever comes up, that's taken care of. We're going to cross that off. That's taken care of. Is this all right? People begin to look for what it is. Doesn't matter what it is. It's there illegally. Right? We hear a lot about testing today. Now, I'm not running down anybody's test, but hear hear what I'm saying. So you get a test and you find out what it is, now what? If your belief structure is not already settled, getting the test didn't help you. Right? It it can bring more fear. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I just want to know. Yeah, but I just I just want to know I'm healed. That's all I need to know. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, think, think about this. And in, in, in what we, you know, and there's, there's some fringe people that are still trying to, you know, make something big of it. But what, what we have come through, the pandemic that we've come through. I mean, I know people There are people in this room that you were diagnosed COVID positive. What'd you do? What'd the doctor tell you to do? Go home and get some rest. Isn't that what he said? So how big a deal was it? Well, I know that, Pastor, I know there's people that have died. I know people personally that have died. I have people close to me that lost loved ones. And I hate that. I'm not making light of that. But here, here's what I'm trying to say. Here's what I'm trying to say. What changed? What set that apart? People's mindset. I, I used my friend as an example. He said, it's all under Jesus' feet, regardless of what it is. Hallelujah. Jesus tested COVID positive on the cross and defeated it. Bore it for me. Well, I'm dealing with this. Jesus was diagnosed positive with that. I'd, I had a person stand in a healing line one time, had two people one time, actually, they were in a healing line. And, and when they stood uh, in front of me, they, the, the diseases, the, they whispered the diseases. And I'll tell you why they whispered the diseases. Because they were, they were uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And there's shame there, first of all. So we had to get rid of that. Well, is it, is, it, is it a disease? Is it brought on by sin? Yes. But is it a disease? If it's a disease, it was carried by Jesus. Now, we don't like to think that way about our Jesus. But every disease that you can label a disease was carried by Jesus. Every one, you name it, every one of them. I've got to build my faith in that. Not, oh, I got this, now i got to believe for the healing. No, no, reverse that. I got my healing. Now, ever what they say, it's done. Because I've already got it. Healing is mine. I'm not going to get diagnosed and get healed. I'm the healed that happened to get a diagnosis. And what I am will overcome what they said is attacking me. See, this is so important. That how you approach it. Right? It's how you approach it. You, you can look at your next birthday as you getting old or you can look at it as you getting older. There's a difference. If you're just getting older, okay, it's one more year. If you're looking at it as old. But see, I'm the one that my youth is renewed as the eagle. So it doesn't matter if I'm getting a year older it doesn't say your youth is renewed as long as you're 55 and below. But see, what do you believe about that? I, I've got I've got to keep that in my mind. I've got to keep that going through my spirit. Because there's so much... Atta- I'll, I'll hear Christians say, well, you know, once you're my age, everything starts falling apart. Hmm. I just kind of look at them like, you scare me. Because I I don't want to see you fall apart right here in my presence. That would not be good. Ushers clean up in the media center. No, you're not falling apart. You're going to live long and strong and live out the number of your days on the earth. Why? Because you built that bridge. Right? So if if I go to the doctor and there's nothing wrong with going to the doctor, I go to the doctor, I have a doctor, I listen to my doctor, doctors are smart. Amen. Well, I just believe doctors are full of unbelief. Well, you're going to the wrong one. You'd pray in the Holy Ghost and find out where you're supposed to go. But the but but the point that I'm trying to make to you is there are people that will will well. You know, I don't, I don't go to the doctor because I believe in healing. In reality, they're afraid of what the doctor might say. They've not built their faith where healing is concerned. If you've built your faith where healing is, is concerned, it makes no difference what the doctor says. I'm the healed of the Lord. I looked at a minister one time that was many years my elder, and I, I said it respectfully, but he was having problems with his eyes. His vision was going in and out. He'd be driving down the road and lose vision. You can bet who was driving when I rode with him. I mean, I'm ready to go, but I don't want to go that way. And he said, well, you know, I'm just this, I'm just that. And I said, brother, I said, I'm going to tell you why you're not going to the doctor. You're not going to the doctor because you're afraid. You're afraid of what they're going to tell you. Well, he didn't have anything to say there. Hallelujah. If I know I'm healed, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. I'm healed. Well, this this is is what you have. This is what is there. Okay, I understand that. But I'm healed. I read a story not too long ago about a young man that was diagnosed with uh, aggressive form of brain cancer. And it was the same form of brain cancer that uh, Senator John McCain had. Very aggressive, very fast-acting, very fast-growing. And he was, he was uh, diagnosed with it. And, uh, you know, when they diagnose you with that, you're given maybe six, eight months to live. And he's now, you know, two years after the diagnosis, he gives God all the glory. And he says, I'm in remission. And the doctors are astounded. They go, when we do the scan, we see the tumor. It's there. But it's causing him no problems. And we can't say he's in remission because we can still see it. But he says, I'm in remission. He says, I'm well. I'm healed. Well, what they're seeing and what he's experiencing are two different things. Is the tumor there? Yes. But what's his, de- what's his determination? I'm healed. Right? But they see it. Yeah, but he sees something else. Healing will always engulf, overcome, and absorb what you're dealing with. But that's what I've got to look at myself. I am the healed of the Lord. Faith, it says, it said it is substance. Then he said it's evidence. That word is proof, conviction. Faith is proof. You hear the word, faith comes, that's proof. Nobody knows when you're convinced but you. You can't spend any time trying to determine if people have faith. You just got to be determined that you're going to have faith. You save yourself a lot of trouble. Well, I'll tell you, that person's problem. They don't have faith. Boy, I hope they don't talk about you that way. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible says if you've got faith, have it to yourself. Am I helping you with this? That's why you got to stay away from those generalizations. Well, that person doesn't have faith. Well, how do you know? Well, if they had faith, now wait a minute, you're about to tell me your version, your brand of what faith looks like. Well, if they had faith, now wait a minute, what if we use that same measuring stick on you? See, I've I've got to keep that in my mind. Tell you what, if I was them, I wouldn't say that. Well, you're not them, help them. Right? Oh, glory. It's like generalizations. You know how people generalize? You'll hear women say, Well, all men are like this. Now, wait a minute. All men? There are billions of us on the planet. And you're telling me that you know all men are this way. Here's what you just did you just lied because you don't know all men. Men will say, Well, you know how women are. No. I know how my woman is. I don't know how women's are. I know how my woman is. Guys, I'll help you. Just focus on your woman, not woman's. right? Just deal with your woman. Because if I do anything else, I'll lie. Well I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why people that are sick, I'll tell you why they get sick, they don't. Da, 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 da. That's a generalization that you have no right to make. Hallelujah! Listen, I've gotten sick. One, one day I came, I came up to to go to the office, and I just couldn't go. I just couldn't go. I've been going, going, going. Remember, I told you a couple weeks ago, I'm workaholic. I'm going, 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 going. Right? People say, "Well, take a rest." I'll rest when I'm dead, but I don't want to get there too quick. I I came up one morning and just couldn't go. Just, I was just physically exhausted, wore out, going, 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 going. And, and I couldn't go. And I went to the Lord about it. And the Lord said, well, you're not sick, but you did this to yourself. This is not sickness and disease. You've done it to yourself. So now think about this. Did my faith work and did I get better? Yeah. But what did I have to do? Rest. Had to rest. I, I say I had to Rest. Well, I went to the doctor and they said I got heart problems. Well, what'd the doctor tell you to do? Well, he told me to rest and and told me I need to quit eating that fat back and and bacon and and you know all this stuff and 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 it gets real quiet when you Right? Right? But I got I got faith the Lord's gonna heal me. All right? No, honey, give me four pieces this morning. And I got faith, the Lord's going to heal me. Hmm. Mm -mm. I'm compounding the problem. I'm saying that to you for a reason. Faith is evidence or proof to me. I I have no uh, responsibility to prove to you that I have faith. Doesn't make any difference to me. I've I've had people get upset with me for going to the doctor. Taking medicine. I don't care. Let's put our healing journeys up alongside each other and see where we're at. Faith is proof, evidence, or conviction. Only you know when it comes. People will see the result of it coming. The word things... Now, when we think things, we think, well, you know, things. But the word things is a deed. Uh, That which has been done, an accomplished fact. Deed, that which has been done, an accomplished fact. See, faith is the substance of healing because healing is done. Healing is an accomplished fact. So when something attacks a person's body... Instead of going and saying, I need prayer that I'll be healed of this, the the reverse is actually the way it should be approached. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm thanking you for my healing. It's right to get agreement. But if if I'm the healed, I can't be the sick. But I have to determine... The way I'm approaching this. Hallelujah. And he said it's the substance of things not seen. Things not seen yet. Look, 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 look here at 2 Corinthians 4. See, especially in our circles, we say things like, well, you know what I am, what God says I am. Then you am what God says you am, no matter what you're facing. I didn't become the sick because I got attacked with sickness. I'm still the healed. I am what I am. Second Corinthians 4 and verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believed and therefore have I spoken we also believe And therefore speak. So notice what we believe. We believe the word. And we speak the word. That's not a denial of the report. Or a denial of the symptom. It's what we believe and speak. One translation says we too speak. Because we believe. Now, put the dots together, though. Why are you speaking? Because you believe. You're not speaking so you can believe. You're speaking because you believe. Well, the doctor said this, but I got my scripture. Well, what do you believe about that scripture? Because if if I'm confessing the scripture and faith hasn't come, Faith will will come by hearing the word. But what do I believe about that? Another translation says, the scripture says, I spoke because I believe. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. Because we believe. Well, why are you saying you're healed? Because I believe I'm healed. But I don't just say I'm healed when sickness tries to attack me. I say I'm healed consistently. I am healed. I'm the healed of the Lord. Amen. Look at verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen. Now remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And the Apostle Paul says here, we don't look at things that are seen. But we look at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Now, this is important, because what is seen is temporary. This existence... Is the most temporary thing you'll ever experience. So temporary. Doesn't matter how long you live. You can live to be 120 years old. And it's temporary. All right. Another translation says. For the things that are visible. Are temporal. They are brief and fleeting. So temporal at best. But notice. So he says, you don't look at that. Anything that can be changed doesn't deserve your focus. If I can change it, it doesn't deserve my focus. See, I focus on what changes it. And that's where a lot of people miss it. Is their focus on what they have... Not on what can change what they have Oh hallelujah So now why The eternal Is weightier Than the temporary It has more substance Because it's eternal If it can be moved, it's not eternal. If it can be changed, it's not eternal. If it can be overcome, it's not eternal. Someone will go to the doctor and they'll say, well, the doctor has basically given me a death sentence. Well, I mean, I understand that and and I would hate that and I've seen that in people. But, but but death can't overcome life. Life drives out death. You were dead in trespasses and sins, but the life of God came into you and drove sin out. One day your body, if Jesus doesn't return, one day your body will be dead and in the ground. But the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the shout of God, the Holy Spirit the life of God will enter into the ground wherever you're buried and you will come back alive. Ever how long you've been dead. There are believers that have been dead for over 2,000 years. And yet when Jesus returns for the church, the life of God will enter into those 2,000-year-old remains and they will live again physically, bodily. And they've been dead for 2,000 years. Well, the doctor said this part of my body isn't working. The doctor said this. The doctor said that. And and we're not against the doctor, but I want you to understand what I'm saying. That is temporary. That can be changed. So that means that that i got to focus on the eternal. Healing is an eternal reality. Because it was bought eternally. Healing's mentioned in the new city the new Jerusalem. People say, well, people won't need to be healed there. It's not what the Bible says. It says that the fruit of the tree of life on either side of the river of life in the new city of the new Jerusalem is for the healing of the nations. It's in the Bible. You do whatever you want to do with it. I'm not saying that that, that sickness will reside in that perfected environment what i'm saying is there's going to be people that need help whether it's people that that made it through the tribulation but there's a provision in perfection for healing so what is done in redemption is eternal healing was accomplished at calvary faith is the substance of what occurred at calvary So, healing is a settled eternal fact. It's mine. And so, when you declare and you confess the spirit life of 1 Peter 2, 24 is flowing through my blood system and it's driving out sickness and disease. When you declare every disease, every germ, every virus that touches my body dies instantly in the name of jesus when you tell your heart to beat with the rhythm of life and you tell your liver to secrete the correct enzymes and you tell your your kidneys to function with the exact ratio of the chemicals that they need to function with when you tell your eyes to align themselves to perfect 2020 vision when you tell your hearing that it is acute and pinpoint accurate when you're speaking to your body that's not just a positive confession you're opening the door for healing to drive out whatever may be stopping that issue in your your life. Hallelujah. Because it's it's the things of God. I don't have time to get into this. But the things of God are heavier than the things of the world. That's why they always win. When I, I ministered Sunday morning on Don't Believe the Lie, And the Lord had said to me, he spoke to me, and he said, Make no mistake, darkness will never overcome light. Now, that's not what you hear people saying today, even in the church. But, you know, I I came into this building this morning. Nobody else was here. It was dark. And I turned on the lights, and it quit being dark because the light came. The book of John chapter 1 says the darkness in the Amplified Bible, John chapter 1 verse 5, it says the darkness continues to shine or the light continues to shine because the darkness can never overcome it, absorb it, or defeat it. The, Jesus said "Your the word is light. So if the word is light, and there's word, there's there's healing in the word, then healing is light. And if the word is light and healing is light, then sickness is darkness. Light drives out darkness. So I'm, I'm trying to explain this to you as simple as I can. That's how simple it is. When when you have an infection and they prescribe you an antibiotic, well, that antibiotic produces the antibodies in your system to fight that disease, to strengthen your immune system. And what does it do? It drives the disease out of your body. Hallelujah. The Word is the antibiotic. It drives sickness out of my body. Well, I've been confessing the word and nothing's changed. Mm, Light has come. Darkness cannot overcome light. See, that's got to be your mindset. I can't stay sick. I cannot stay sick. I cannot stay in this state because healing has come. Well, I just want to feel better. I know. And healed people feel better. So the more you believe you're healed, the better you'll feel. This is so important. You can't let feelings drag you back into darkness. Think about that. And I'll, close, I'll try to close with this as we pray. But think about this. If you were to tell me that every day you get up, you feel saved, then I would ask you to define how feeling saved feels. Because you can't define it. Because every day you get up, there's not just this exuberance of joy. You can work yourself into that. Right? We had to have a praise parade today. And get the five-year-old to rejoice in her salvation. Right? But the point that I'm making is you can work it up. But there's mornings you get up and your feet hit the floor. And the first thing that hits your mind... Is the problem you got to deal with today. Right? Or the doctor's appointment. The concern for your children. Right? But you're saved. But if somebody was to ask you, do you feel saved? Mm, No. Because salvation is not a feeling, it's a settled fact. But in that package, Our sicknesses and our diseases were paid for. So if somebody says, well, do you feel healed? How does one feel healed? Well, I wouldn't feel any pain. Well, but what you're saying is when you don't have any pain, you'll consider yourself healed. I'm healed, feeling or no? The pain will go because I'm healed. I won't be healed because the pain goes. The pain goes because I'm healed. That's that's having faith in healing redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you today. Thank you for the healing of your people. Thank you for the healing waters that flow from the Word of God that engulf us and overwhelm us and overcome every sickness and every disease. Father, those healing rays that Malachi spoke of, where he said you would arise with healing in your fingers, healing in your touch. And Lord, we thank you that according to the word, when Jesus prayed for people and touched them, every instance that we see, they were healed. Well, we know that Jesus was the word embodied in flesh and the word personified, but we also know that the healing man, Jesus, that was the word was no more powerful than the written word that you've left us. And we thank you that today the Word has touched us. And because the Word has touched us with His fingers, we're healed. And we thank you, Father, that those healing waters flow out of the Word and restore, renew, correct, fix, deliver, and make well. Hallelujah. We are healed. We are healed. And darkness cannot overcome light. So sickness, we say, you can't stay. You have to go. You have to go and you have to go in this place. You have to begin your exit. Because the light has come And the light drives out the darkness And the darkness cannot overcome the light Oh hallelujah Say it out loud Say the light has come And the darkness Cannot overcome light Oh hallelujah Thank you heavenly father Thank you heavenly father we glorify you today in the name of Jesus. I call your people healed and well. <sighs> mm. And Lord, help us to be proactive in our approach. Help us to be proactive in what we believe and what we say. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, all of you watching online. God bless you. We uh, look forward to seeing you uh, on Wednesday night for another great service. Till we see you then, God bless you. And remember to keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith. God bless you.